episode 97 of Strange Brow Radio. I'm back, I'm your host, Hope Johnson, and today is part duo, part two of Don't F With Another Man's Ink with Reef and Bill, and our resident artist, you know him from Drifted Creations and Ales and Tales. I get Alex on here to do the majority, the brunt of the, uh, the talking in the first episode. I will tell you more why in a second, but uh, don't forget, holidays are coming up, and Etsy has a place for you to go. Check out Feral by Aaron. The store will be opening up here soon, so check out the Alchemy Sound tools via Feral by Aaron. E-R-Y-N is how you spell that. All right, let's talk here in a moment. All right, part two of our guest from last week, Reef and Bill, and also Alex Whitcomb, who you usually hear on Ales and Tales, but Alex is also an artist, a very well-known Canadian artist, and he's mostly known for his driftwood creations, but what that guy can do with a pencil in 30 seconds uh, is pretty amazing. And so he hopped online, like I said, to do the majority of the interviewing with both of these experiencers or abductees. You know, I think it's probably fair to call them abductees, just given the nature that they don't want to be taken. I know that's the new nomenclature to say that you're an experiencer, but they don't feel as though these are wanted moments with these entities. What they would want to do is give people a chance to look at what they've seen besides describe it. And that's where Alex comes in to give life to the description and it uh, it's pretty impressive what Alex can pull off, like I said, very quickly. And Alex is an experiencer himself. So I'm kind of the odd man out. Well, really the odd man out. And so it didn't seem right for me to, to do a lot of uh, pulling and pushing in this direction. But I couldn't resist. And towards <laughs> the last part of the interview, mm, I do a little bit of uh, pulling and pushing on their perspective as it relates to understanding what this is really all about and and the dangers of ignoring it and i think uh, you'll you'll enjoy the last part or you may not enjoy it at all but <clears throat> it's real and it's a real conversation and we don't pull any punches at least i try not to and i don't think any of these guys certainly do we're all big boys sitting around the big boy table here having crazy conversations so uh, I have a bunch of drawings and photographs and images sitting here in front of me. Uh, I wouldn't be, I don't think it's going to be a problem for me to post those somewhere. I just need to make sure that uh, they all get posted in, in the right place at the right time. So be on the lookout for those uh, via most likely patreon.com forward slash strange brow radio and a few of them also on the uh, strangebrowradio.com regular website page also be on the lookout like I said for something coming your way regarding a website heartunafraid.com with a friend of mine uh, Ira Wolfnosen and we're going to be 
talking here shortly and airing an episode. It'll be out in the next couple of episodes, I suspect. And our goal is to reach further down the rabbit hole here and get some answers and, if needed, some some healing and some separation from this because, as you're about to hear, I think there needs to be a separation from some of this big time. And this is my opinion, but like I said, not everybody is an experiencer. I know certainly our previous guests, Sasha Christie and uh, Paula in the UK certainly felt the same way as abductees. So this is going to be a raw, open interview, a little bit of overlapping because we are in Australia and Washington State and Canada, four different voices here. But I think we handled it the best we could, even with the delay. Do keep an eye out or an ear out for this weird insect-like buzzing sound that happens intermittently throughout the whole interview, mostly when uh, Reef in Australia is talking. I don't know what that is. He said he didn't know what it was. I, I thought it was his phone, but um, <laughs> when we were talking about the the insectoid-looking creatures, that seemed to be when we would hear this strange insect-like buzz sound. So I don't know. It wasn't me. Um, strange, crazy stuff. All right, well, sit back, enjoy episode 97 here with Reef, Bill, and Alex. On the line with me again, thank God, is Reef and Bill, and in uh, fine company as well with us is Alex Whitcomb. And what we would hope to do tonight, fellas, is that... uh, Alex is the onboard artist in, in so many ways as a talented sculptor and visual artist um, and an experiencer. I don't want to leave that out. Uh, I thought it would be appropriate for me to step back and uh, let Alex do what he does best and uh, get a witness description to do something with it and bring this story to life visually. So, uh, Alex, um, I'm going to uh, listening in the wings here. Uh, Reef, Bill, know what's coming, and um, the floor is yours, man. Thanks, man. And hello, Reef, and hello, Bill. Yep. How are you? Oh, awesome! Uh, absolutely fascinating um, story. Uh, listened to it a couple times, uh, and I've got tons of questions, <laughs> actually. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, well, let's just start off with some, uh, some witness descriptions here. So you did send me uh, a couple of, or I've seen a couple of, uh, your sketches, um, from both of you. Uh, now, can you just, um, confirm that what you sent me there, that was Arcturians, right? Yep. The brown nasty bastards. The brown nasty bastards. Okay, um, and wh- what experience was that? Because it it doesn't uh, in the past episode, I, I wasn't clear for that one. Well, that was um, I've had, I believe, three. I'll call them abductions, but the second one um, I vividly remember, and it was these beings and uh i remember fighting like a maniac because i could just sense 
you know, like a, a malicious feel to them. And yeah, I woke up and I had uh, marks on my hands and uh, like my body was sore. And that and, was the one where they came into your room, right? Yeah, yeah. And I wound up, you know, telling Reef about it. And uh, he said, well, you know, draw me a picture. Yeah. And I said, all right, let me go ahead and I'll, I'll draw you. I'm not a great artist by any means. I'm like, so I'll draw you, you know, the shape of it. And uh, he was like, okay, and I'll, I'll draw you one too. And we sent them at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, I believe it's the, the two pictures you have now. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's, that's. Those what are the actual pictures then. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're incredibly similar. Totally. I mean, one's, one's from the front view, one's from the side, but uh, it's, like it's almost a, almost a view of the same, same creature or same being. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, again, and we'll, we'll get more into the, you know, the description of it and everything, because like I said, I'm not, not great at sketching and I'm not great at drawing, but I had wanted to get down the overall shape, you know, not just for validation, but it's kind of cathartic to sketch something out, you know? Oh, incredibly something so. Incredibly yeah, so. so. Yeah. Once yeah. I got that down, Reef started telling me a little bit more about them and uh, what he was telling me made sense, you know, and there's a huge difference between them and let's say, you know, the the greys or most every other kind of benevolent or curious visitor. Right, right. And Reef, how, how many times have you seen uh these these beings uh those particular ones uh yeah. probably about five now uh, okay two of which were in the last week since last two weeks since we did the last interview yeah uh, they, they it, came at me pretty hard and the other good guys actually had to come in and pull my ass out <laughs> it was pretty intense. oh wow okay fascinating um and how do you know that they they are arcturians like, did they say that, or? Um, no, uh, from what I've been taught and worrying about them, those guys are bad mofos. They're not even supposed to be around Earth. They're not supposed to be in this sector. Yeah. And the fact that they are here and doing shit to people has got the, lack of a better word, the overseers, the watchers, whatever you want to call them, the ones who are looking after us, uh, they're not real happy and they're well, up in their game to try and keep them out because they keep working out how to get back in and they shouldn't be. Okay. Okay. And uh, like what kind of, uh, what kind of experiences have you had with them? Like uh, particularly bad or? Um, it's not overly bad for me, mainly because um, descended from a royal bloodline and got the genetics from the other guys and yeah essentially that i've always got them watching my back so i never really get too far in over my head okay but um yeah uh, i think that uh, after the last interview bill said that he was getting like stomach aches and well i was like oh crap these guys are screwing with you so i put it out there pretty strong if you fuck with him you fuck with me right and right. then that night they come and they got me and they had enough from there they were able to get inside my head and make me think that i was somewhere else feel like i was moving and doing stuff but 
mentally strong enough to know that I was actually still stuck in bed and couldn't actually move or had had me on table or something. But inside my mind, I was stuck there. But I knew right. it. And yep. that got me out. And then the second time when they came uh, back, it was uh, somewhat more intense. But um, I knew what they were doing and I was familiar enough with it on that second one when they came back like recently because it's been a long time since i'd been anywhere near around any of those guys but um yeah they came back and i managed to keep myself together enough to send out like help help and um the well just call my family they rocked up and the whole room lit up with yellow white light and like i heard there's a yellow white light it was bright enough to go through the blinds and everything. Yeah. And um, coming from were, outside. Yep. Yeah, from yep. straight outside our window, they <clears throat> rocked up and like as they started coming, the nasty bastards disappeared. And I kind of sat up and looked over at my girlfriend and was like, "Hey, babe, you ready to meet them? They're coming." And she's like, "Wait, what? No, no, no!" <laughs> 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 she's like, "Don't let them in. I'm like, they're already here." <laughs> wow. Okay, so you're, you're, you're just awake. Relax, during, just relax, babe. Just relax. It's all good. <laughs> What's that? You're awake during this? I was, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they try to um, push you, mate, brain down into the subconscious so that you feel like you're awake, but you're not. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. if you're able to realize that that's what they're doing and you know the feeling and you can fight through it, then yeah, they can't actually hold unless they got about seven or more of them, in which case they can pretty much overpower anyone. Okay. So um, now when you see these beings, are, are they, you're seeing them in a different awareness is, is what I'm hearing? No, no, no. Um, you're... I, uh, the seeing them is when I manage to force my eyes open and see where I actually am and work out what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. but, um, as soon as, manage to open your eyes and work out what's going on like fully actually awake awake they'll spot you and they'll just rush over and try to push you back down but in that couple of moments of when you actually get to push through back to actual consciousness so i was able to send out like hey guys look they're here this this is happening help need help and they came and yeah it's um very physical they're there they're real Wow. Um, so are, are these guys, uh, well, the, the brown nasty bastards, or did you, both you, Bill and Reef, um, did you, you sense they were the same size? Uh, what do you mean by that exactly? Oh, just like how, how high did, did both of you uh, perceive these beings? How tall? Well, oh, yeah, Bill. Go ahead, Reef. Uh, the, well, anywhere between like five and eight feet from my experience. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, piggybacking off of that. Um, I don't know what they would look like when their legs were extended, but definitely, definitely, I'd give them, you know, roughly the same dimensions that Reef has given. I know okay, so when. These, uh, these are the ones with the, the ex extendable legs, then, right? Yeah, almost like cricket legs. I, you know, right. how they. they and uh, there's something about their movement and their mannerisms that's very insect-like, 
and it's like that very cold like have you ever seen a praying mantis yeah. looking at yeah. what it's going to get it's that kind yeah. of focus so it's eerie cold and calculated oh absolutely yeah yeah wow um no i have had spontaneous interactions with beings that called themselves the arcturians um but mine was a completely different experience it was a in a, in a healing capacity yeah, yeah um was that the white ones that had the almost human eyes uh well they were they were almost like if i could describe them I, I would describe them as coming from like an aquatic world like a like an aquatic evolved world they, they had very um aquatic features to them very large eyes but not uh not so much human um i've actually got something here i want to send you and let me know yeah. if this is what it is that's for Alex. Uh, let me ask you. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Is that just out of curiosity? Are those the same beings that uh is that the Dogon tribe described that filled their valley out in Africa? Uh, I'm not and not entirely sure. I'd have to <clears throat> I'd have to look back on my, my Dogon research there um i just did some like a, a, a month ago but uh i can't actually remember uh where they came what they said they came from i thought it was uh the orion system um sirius a and sirius b i can't remember mm. yeah yep, that sounds sure. about right uh Does just it? put a message in for toby to forward to you of a picture of one of them sure yeah looking forward to seeing that yeah, yeah my, my experience was completely healing. Like I was in a Reiki session and all of a sudden, like there's these two beings uh, beside me, uh, beside each each side of the bed. And I was totally surprised. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's close. Yeah, I, I think it's I was, a, I was looking at sketching them from the real side, good, but yeah. too. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't remember any any pupils or anything like that. Like, I just I just remember seeing their uh, them from the side. Um, uh, yep. Maybe I, I could sketch it out and and send it to you after That'd the interview cool. for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was a uh, it was completely in a healing capacity. They were I was having hip problems, and they just showed up and started doing this absolutely like mind blowing stuff to my to my body encasing me in this glass case and and just their their movements were insanely fast like i couldn't even i couldn't even register them and uh, yeah, when i asked move through what yeah when i asked them who they were they said oh the arcturians we're arcturians and i was like and then immediately they said don't look us up i'm like what yeah. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> so, because I always look this stuff up, they're like, "Don't look us up." And so, because I always Google this stuff after after the fact and, and just check and see if there, anybody else has had experiences or or what their take on it was. And I know why they said that because when I looked up Arcturians on Google, there's just the eyes, just the most new age like crap. If I could, if I could term that. Um, that I just I total did a total eye rolls at, and didn't didn't fit their description at all of what I had uh, I had experienced. Yeah.
there's a lot of people who like to just make stuff up out there. Yeah, yeah. So um, with the brown, yeah, there's, um, there's at least three species that call themselves Arcturian because of where okay, they're from. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some are some have good intentions. Some obviously have bad intentions. Like yeah, speaking so of intentions, why? What? On Earth, any group you got good and bad. Yeah, just like us. What what intentions did you did you feel these guys were having on your experiences? You want to go first, Reef? Um, yeah, all right. You reckon you could say that again? Uh, like the brown nasty, nasty bastards. So, uh, what did you feel their actual intentions were? Um, they want to eat people. Eat them. Yeah. No, I've heard that about the draconians that they like eating people. No, draconians. But, I, but I've never well. heard it about Arcturians. <laughs> um, no, not not the good Arcturians. Not like there's so much information confused, and I mean like there's uh Pleiadians that can shape shift and put themselves over as being reptilian looking because they just make themselves look like that, and a lot of people have got a bad idea because of those guys doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, the Draconians, Alpha Draconis, they're, they're generally good guys. Like, they're highly empathetic. Yeah, like, they, but due to being so highly empathetic, it, it's way, uh, carrying everybody else's burdens. And so they become pretty cold and distant. They don't embrace <laughs> that nature because it's so strong. Yeah. But they don't go out of their way to hurt people because it hurts them. Right. Right. Whereas yep. the Pleiadians are more just cold logic, so they can go either way for good or bad, a lot more okay. than most others. Yeah. Okay, just pause for a second, guys. There's a, a weird vibration sound that I'm hearing here, so just as a yeah. technical sound yeah, engineer guy, is, does anybody else hear a, a buzz or a vibration sound? Yeah, it sound? sounds like um, messages coming through. Okay. Oh, I, hear, I hear this like little insect noise, like. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, I'm hearing a weird insect noise too. So okay, oh. I was hearing like a buzzing sound. Like so Alex, you don't have messenger on that's beeping. I don't have it beeping. Yeah. Anybody else have any buzzing on their phone? No, yeah, nothing. Okay, so we might have something trying to break through here. I'm going to step back and uh, let you continue, Alex. Well, well interesting that it stopped. When you when you came in there and brought it up, I don't hear. I, I didn't hear it after that. Huh. Yeah, bizarre. So, Alex, I'll tell you the um, my feeling with them was just complete. I knew nothing good was going to come of it. I don't know yeah. if you've ever, you know, if you've ever been in a situation in your life where you get that sense of, you know, something's going to go sideways. Let me remove myself from this situation. Okay. But, you know, it was like, and having been in the military, you kind of get like a sixth sense of, you know, when something's a bit askew. Yeah. And yeah, uh, it was like that, but turned to 11. It was just, it, total terror, you know, and I knew I had to get away from them as quickly and violently as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no stranger to the, uh, to the terror. Mm -hmm. um, in in some of my experiences and uh, i i yeah i don't i don't wish that on anyone 
like that no. that kind of terror that kind of trauma that comes out of these things yeah yeah and you mentioned uh bill that you've uh like have ptsd from this is that correct oh yeah 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 in fact in fact after the last uh time i spoke to toby you know i was telling reef it was helping me remember a little couple more details about things and I started getting a little paranoid that if I think too much about it, it's going to call them back. Right. Right, right after that, I believe, Rafe, is when you had your visitation, when I explained to you, you know, like, if I talk too much, you know, it's going to call them. And then I think that night or the next night, you had your experience with them. Yeah. Now, Reef, you, you say you've ha you have uh, helpers, right? Um, like, uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah, that you call, you can call upon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's very important. Uh, ha have you, like, shared this with Bill? Like, mm. you know, how... Uh, yeah, when um, he got that visit where those nasty bastards came and he got in touch with me and said, hey, what's going on with them? Like, oh, they're bad motherfuckers. They're not meant to be here. And I put it straight out there that they'd been bothering him and the chick he was seeing at the time and as far as i know they i think had one more visit but it actually got interrupted by the tall white and they came in and saved their asses yeah. okay but um yeah i've got to pee all the back in a sec sure so yeah, alex um, how many how many yeah, ahead, how many experiences have you had uh well the main ones uh were in 2005 it was uh two weeks full um <clears throat> i think within those 14 days i had about three days that uh i wasn't um wasn't uh visited uh but yeah uh, i would describe these as as the grays that's what they appeared to be um uh, when they showed themselves at first uh yeah other than that i've had just i mean those that, that was like the big big experiences in, right. in my life and then i've had these you know uh smaller experiences smaller <laughs> quote yeah. unquote you know with the arcturians and and some random entities that i've energetic entities that i've met up with over the years which is just <laughs> so what that just blows my mind sometimes and uh yeah these uh, they uh oh, i'm back sorry about that it's no not worries. um it's not any, it's not really anything that happens just like once like one day and then stops uh most of my experiences mm -hmm. have just gone over like years and years mm -hmm. um uh just connected with other things and yeah it's uh it's certainly bolstered my um interest in uh in looking into all of this further and and ultimately you know reality like it's just it's it's a, it's just it inserts all of these questions about like really what is reality like all yeah, this, right this shared reality that we're we're experiencing and and then we we get to experience these these things that we should not experience uh, yeah, the, we are. The biggest and, uh, message that I always get is to remember that no matter how much 
if we think we know, we know nothing. Yeah. I'm constantly reminded of that. They they always yeah. tell me. So who who are they? Which uh, which they are we talking about? Uh, the ones that I refer to as my family. Uh, okay. Jackus Plague. Yeah. And... yeah. Yeah. We well, we really do. You know, we're so as a as a civilization, we're so we hold ourselves up in in just such high self esteem and it's like. It, Oh my God, we so we know so much knowledge, but <laughs> when, yeah, you have, yeah, when, when, when you when you have these experiences, it's all subjective, it's just, isn't it? It's so humbling to have these experiences and and just like yeah, we really don't know. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember when I was I think fourteen or fifteen, um, and I lived I lived in New York State. Uh, a friend of mine and I used to go to a, a small town called Pine Bush, which was kind of known for you know, some odd activities. And in fact, I think uh, Strieber had a cabin there or somewhere thereabouts, but it's big for UFO. I, I, um, yeah, the name seems familiar there, Bill. Pine Bush. Yeah. yeah. And I remember we had, we had seen one or two odd shapes, but, you know, at the time I was thinking more, you know, it could be a classified government thing or, you know, another war machine. Um. But after all this, I definitely have a much more open perspective. For sure. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one thing that um, I've definitely come away with is, is just this, this absolute wider perspective. This, um, like my mind just is, is totally opened to, to uh, more possibilities and, and wider possibilities. Uh, yeah. Um, Reef, I have a really, yep. I'm really interested in um, asking you about um, your empathic abilities. Okay. Yeah, because I've been the same same way um, for my entire life. Uh, high mm-hmm. sensory, yeah. high sensory being um, can't be in the vicinity of too many people for very long. Uh, sometimes not at all. Um, yeah. I, I've done the drinking thing, <laughs> drown that out, you know. Yeah, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it helps. But it, it's also, you can be social, but then you get too open and everybody thinks you're just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And it's also also bad long term. I mean, it's it's a good okay. short term uh, short term fix, but uh, in the long run, uh, it becomes quite a dangerous habit. But yeah, um, in terms of um, you with your empathic abilities has has this always been uh part of you yeah okay so you've been this way as long as you can remember yeah definitely yeah and uh i i totally empathize with you it it is not a gift at all it's it's shit it's it's so hard and so confusing to figure out you know and uh i did i didn't really figure out what empath even means until i don't know about eight years ago seven years there's, ago there's too many people that use the term too loosely they they can that's totally true by thinking of themselves in that situation whereas being an empath means that you have no choice over it you feel what other people feel plus you feel what you see yourself feels on top of that and yeah. if there's too many people all feeling different things it's just a complete and utter overload and shutdown yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I've had to run away from so many situations so many times. And, and, uh, says, well, and mo- what's wrong? What's wrong? It's like I, yeah. I can't even explain it to you because you just wouldn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, because I didn't understand it initially, uh, I just termed it social anxiety, which uh, which was not <laughs> not yeah, helpful that's, in, that's in what figuring it out. Will do. That's yeah, what. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I've gone through the medication thing, and that didn't work. Um, yeah, no, that just makes it worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Definitely, it ramps it up even worse. It's like, well. <laughs> yeah, but, you, um, you lose your ability to actually have any control over it at all. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of being an empath, um, how how do you feel this fits in to to these experiences? Is it a precursor or a symptom? Or I think really it's more a symptom because mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's actually an ability that is a human ability. I think it comes from the hybrid program. Really? Okay. And I think that yeah, like the fact that you had a couple of actual like the good guy up Koreans rock up and stand there and help you and give you some healing and whatnot and mm-hmm. you remember it and you were able to communicate with them, you'd have to be a hybrid dude. Oh. I've never thought of myself as a hybrid. Next experience you have, ask them what did like where do you come from and they'll explain it to you. You just gotta right. ask the right questions when you see them. Because, yeah, be careful how you word it because they can be pretty picky with, like, exact detail wording. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have uh, I've learned to uh, to um, um, pick my words pretty uh, pretty closely and uh, uh, say what say exactly what I mean when I'm in these experiences. Yeah. Um, so, did you ever ask your parents um, whether they had any experiences? Um. Well, my mom always referred to it as spirits or angels or something weird like that. But mm-hmm. I mean that that's the generation before before all this stuff was actually getting out there as common knowledge. So. Yeah. But I mean, um, when me and my little sister were actually taken to meet our parents uh, from our parents. <laughs> yeah. It were it was um neither of them had any recollection of anything after the door got opened except for like they had a warped idea of what had happened. Right. Right. They like, they thought they sat down with uh with some friends and had some drinks and put you guys to bed, right? Yeah, straight up. They were the ones that walked to bed, and me and my sister went with them. So yeah. I, I, I don't know if um they were actually taken. Like they would have had to have been taken to have made my sister and I. But um. Well, yeah, that's where I'm kind of getting that. You know. Yeah, but not that they ever spoke about or would bring up or could memorize. I mean, my dad was a bit of a hard bastard. He yeah, it doesn't sound ever like ever being powerless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound like he was a pretty, or could have been a pretty open guy that way. Mm. And mom, okay. uh, she she just uh, always all spiritual, spiritual spirits, and yeah, she never actually looked at it as the extraterrestrial thing. She was just like, right. oh, yeah, son. So you're an alien, and you come back here, son. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I 
from when I was a little kid, I used to point out the star system and say, hey, that's where I come from. Oh, wow. Before I even knew what an alien was, before I ever heard the term, before I'd ever seen any movies about it, I was outside going to my mum, that's where I come from. And this was before your um, before your experiences, your, your sisters? Um, yeah, that was when I was, like, from when I could talk. I was yeah. pointing at the stars, telling my mum, that's where I come from. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, okay. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, oh, like, yeah. Go ahead there, Bill. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to piggyback on the whole empath thing, because Reef and yeah. I have spoke about this. I I always kind of viewed it, I don't have it to the same degree as you two. I definitely have a sensitivity. And Reef and I, when we first started talking, discussing you know, several situations I was in, that's um, a first responder where if I was dealing one-on-one -on -one with someone, whatever they were going through, I felt so powerfully that sometimes I had to remove myself from the situation. Right. right. And, you know, I always kind of viewed that as a, uh, more the cause of interactions as opposed to the effect. Um, and that's simply because I think if you're a little more open and aware, you tend to notice things and, you know, um, by proxy things tend to notice you, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether it's, whether it's as a kid, you know, seeing a ghost or being aware of, you know, say something like a past life or something like that, or, uh, experiences like we've all had, um, thankfully I worked hard in trying to drown that out. So I feel a little bit better about that and kind of putting a cap on that whole empath thing. Yeah. It seems as a, I think as a first responder, uh, being an empath can either be a, a, a very good help or a, or an incredible hindrance. Well, uh, you know, on the situation. it was definitely, it, it could be used, uh, to a great degree and be beneficial. You know, you could get people to, tell you things by you know maybe explaining what they're feeling and why and mm -hmm. then that opens up the dialogue and then maybe people will tell you what you want to know yeah. um, however if you're dealing with someone who's on edge and you know maybe cracked out of their gourd maybe being too close to them and starting to feel that is definitely not a good thing yeah yeah, well, yeah definitely yeah. there's people that are too high around me like personally uh, people come up uh, they'll, they'll be high and uh, and i'll end up getting high and it'll i'll like be high for a whole day just because i was around someone who was too high yeah well the whole the whole contact thing is is uh is pretty wild um uh, even even just with emotions like picking up others emotions and feeling those emotions as they were your own you know, yeah. and and ask, asking yourself why why am I feeling so sad and horrible and dejected and just awful and crying and like curled up on the bed like <laughs> I didn't have anything happen to me and it was just I because know, this I walked, isn't my you know, feeling why do I feel yeah, like this yeah this isn't my feelings that was the best thing yeah yeah <laughs> So I, I basically do that every day, you know, like I, I have to do that every day. Are these my feelings? Okay. That, no, that's someone else. Okay. I'm good. Okay. These are my feelings. It's a, it's a big hole. It's a big sort out. Yeah, yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have I, have either of you, 
I think Bill may have mentioned it, uh, but sleep paralysis. Um, have you guys had sleep paralysis? Um, just when I've had the experiences, no okay. other time. And, you know, I've had partners who have verified that, you know, I, I don't suffer from it. I also don't suffer from sleepwalking, but there have been times, you know, I'll wake up somewhere else in the house or, you know, even out on the front porch. And, and that was, and that would be like in conjunction with an experience? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Reef? Um, Closest to sleep paralysis that I would say I've had is um, when they're in the room and you know they're in the room, but they're the ones that are just like, all right, yeah, you don't, we don't want to actually interact with you. We're just here to do our thing. And yeah. they can, like I was saying earlier about how they get inside your head and you feel like you can be awake or whatever, but that's only if you're able to fight it. Whereas if you can't, I think that would probably be pretty close to sleep paralysis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's just a guess, like I can only talk subjectively. Yeah. But which I felt I needed to point out from the last one that my experiences with them isn't necessarily going to be the same as everybody's experiences with a certain race because, again, good and bad in everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you yeah, can so have I an experience. Like experience with some, yeah. 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 Oh, I went to this so-and-so country and I had a horrible experience. Oh, really? I, I went to that country as well. I had a beautiful experience. Very friendly yeah, exactly. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, all of, basically all of my um, uh, alien, uh, for lack of a better term, encounters happened uh, with sleep paralysis. And uh, I had been using that method uh, sleep paralysis as a as a doorway um, to out of body journeys. Um, yep. I had been practicing that for about four years when I got noticed, and uh, and when I took a look back at who was noticing me in in astral travel, uh, that's when the whole that's when the whole 2005 experience happened with the, with the whole two weeks of the grays. So. Yeah, I just wanted to touch on that and, and see if you guys had a history with that. Yeah, I, if we have a also have a history of a uh, out of body or astral travel, or are you just talking about the? Oh sleep yeah, paralysis? I was just, I was just talking about sleep paralysis. But hey, if you want to, yeah, astral travel, out of bodies, like anything oh, yeah. there. Every night when I was falling asleep as a young child, yeah, uh, fall asleep and I'd like. As I'd feel like I was dozing off, I'd sink through the bed and then I'd be flying through blackness and I'd come up to these big gates of white light. And oh, wow. then, yeah, most of the time just didn't really remember what happened during being there. And um, yeah. then waking up, I'd be falling from the sky and I'd come down, I'd see the top of my house, which actually one day went out and climbed up in a tree out the front of the house to look at the roof to see if it was the same as what I saw when I was falling, which it was exactly the same. So verification. Um, Good. Yeah. yeah. And I'd land back into my bed and then I'd wake up. Yeah. But like the roof would disappear as I went through it. Oh yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's, it's definitely fun going through things in out of body state. <laughs> yeah. Find a particular yeah, so joy in that. The last time that I actually remember being there, it was sort of like a city of gold. All the people looked like they were golden, but um, 
there was this one person looked like a pharaoh and I looked at them and I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to. And they looked back at me and then my face was their face. And that's oh, wow. the last time I remember doing that. So it's possible I'm a walk-in. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so this is a reef. This is a place that you've been to many times then. Like the, uh, a, a repeating. Yeah. When I was a child. It, um, a journey. Yeah. But it, uh, it kind of stopped after that last time when I looked at that person and then they had my face and yeah. Yeah. That, that was the last time that I was there. Okay. And that was when I was probably seven or eight years old. Okay. All right. And after that, you haven't had any out of body experiences? Um, none that vivid. No. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty vivid. Yeah. After that, um, I think everything kind of settled down. Like whoever I looked at, I probably wasn't meant to look at. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Tob, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, listening here intently and uh, doing a little uh, note taking and some doodling here over these entities. I want to go back to uh, the Arcturians here and get some more yeah. details out of them regarding the high well, hey, two guys. While you're doing that, I'm going to yeah. do a quick sketch here. That's okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the specifics, the height, uh, the, the drawing that you sent, uh, like Alex said, like I'm saying, uh, I'm sure like you guys both agree is pretty spot on for being the, the same entity. It's, uh, like you said, it has the hawked or cricket bug like legs, uh, the praying mantis folding looking hands. Would this be different than what witnesses describe as mantids? Are those different yep. creatures? Yeah, they're, they're different ones. Okay, no relation? Are they insect like at all? Uh, the mantis ones are a lot more insect-like. I'll send you a picture. I'll draw mm -hmm. one of them, too. Okay. And, Bill, what do you think? As far as the mantids are concerned, have you had any dealings with praying mantis-type entities? No, I haven't. Um, you know, after this one experience I had, uh, again, speaking with Rafe, I was doing a little research online, and it yeah. it seems that they're different from the mantids um the only thing like i said is that they struck me not only with their movements but mm -hmm. you know seeing their eyes it's very much like a praying mantis about to strike its prey it's got that concentrated single-mindedness of purpose mm -hmm. um, is, it, is it almost like they're studying you for what they're about to do is it constant patrol like a are they reading your mind too? Is that all happening? Is it encompassing? You know, I felt like they were trying to get into my mind to do, I don't know what, but I didn't want it to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember, you know, like I said, fighting violently. And mm -hmm. I think that kind of took them by surprise. I don't, I think usually. They, they might be used to people just kind of freezing up. So, I don't know. I'm glad I, I got to fight them and get, get out of there. But I can't tell you exactly what their intentions are, except, you know, mm -hmm. knowing that it was bad. And this is round two, Bill. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll and be so back we'll... in... 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Give me half a second. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Reef. Uh, yep. He, you know, Bill's describing something pretty rough here. You're not, you're not sensing that at all, but you think it has to do um, with the warrior spirit of Bill compared to you being a childhood, you know, abductee? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's definitely, um, like I was saying last time, the negative blood thing is a big factor. Mm-hmm. Oh, the AB negative? Uh, yeah, that's um, they're the mm-hmm. rarest blood type on Earth. They're only like 0.6% or something. Okay. And uh, I want to ask Bill more about his uh, military service because they're, you know, and I, this would be the third vet in the last month and a half over the last a year and a half, almost two years of doing shows. I haven't got military vets as often as I have the last 45 days, and now we're on number four. So it's interesting that uh, we have another vet here that uh, is reaching out, and um, maybe we'll have some some places to go regarding uh, Bill's military service. Are you back, Bill? Yep. Oh, Let's okay. get back here. Okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, let's finish up here with uh, the Arcturians. The skin you call them brown, nasty bastards, right? <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, Reef's that... terminology. Yeah, they definitely okay. had like a brownish uh, sheen. Okay, so describe that sheen. I mean, we know what human flesh looks like. We know what all the animals skin and tones look like except probably the underwater ones which are so bizarre but what are, what are we talking as far as texture the, the actual skin why don't you go mm-hmm. first reef um all right so texture for the skin they're they're not dry but not wet like that they've got a shine but they don't look like they're got anything wet on them mm-hmm. but uh Probably like um, not like a human with a tan. More like um, probably a shaved bear or something. Okay, like that, so there's that a hide, a... like almost like you would see on a hide, like if you were to. Uh, for the coloring, yeah, like the way that it looks, it's it's not like human skin at all. It's more like something that you'd see on an animal that had been shaved. Okay, would you agree with that, Bill, or what's your experience? I would say it's got the the look uh, almost like a like a rubber rubber type look. Um, maybe you know, like if you think back to the old special effects from the eighties, you know, mm-hmm. they had that like weird rubbery hard effects look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like that and at the same time it it appeared you know especially around the the eyes and the face Mm -hmm. very old like like um like one like they were ancient and two as if maybe not ancient just aged Mm -hmm. um but very almost rubber like Mm -hmm. Uh, i would agree that it, it doesn't look like human skin in any sense it it almost does look like a shaved animal except it's got that that texture of uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to think of something maybe. Yeah, I couldn't think of a word to describe it properly either. You, you know what? Have... That's why I just went for a shaved beer. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, kind of morbid, have you ever seen uh, a drowning victim, how their skin mm-hmm. becomes yes. rubber-like and, and, you know, that nasty sheen to it? Mm-hmm. Like that. But still with the overtone of earth colors, browns, grays, things like that. Right. Browning, browning gray, mm-hmm. kind of mottled mm-hmm. looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it, Okay, here's an odd question for you. Uh, is there an experience with dealing with the Arcturians that involves any kind of liquid, i.e. they turn into a liquid form or they have some strange liquid property to them or there's strange liquids involved with how they work with you or have you witnessed any kind of strange you know going back to something like the matrix when things move at a slow motion including water you know almost uh well in a way very much like the matrix as far as how water moves or even like the abyss the science fiction movie when the water is coming through the channels of the submarine and whatnot any dealings with that I have not. I will say that um, the first time I tried to explain them to Reef, did you ever see Fire in the Sky, the Travis Walton? Yeah, sure. Okay, so you know how the how old the aliens looked that you know yes. once they actually set them on that table, mm-hmm. you know, imagine that but more insect-like. That's okay. I don't recall. I don't recall liquid. Mm-hmm. I do, however, like that is the strongest point of reference I can give you. That and, you know, that insect malice in their face. As far as the face is concerned, Bill, uh, what do we have as far as the eyes, nose, no mouth, a mouth? What do we have? The mouth, from what I saw, the mouth looked very, no lips, almost like a line. Uh, it seemed a little bit longer than, you know, say a human mouth. Eyes were definitely a bit ovular, but not not to the degree of, say, you know, the classic depiction of a gray. Mm-hmm. You know, and so not that perfect almond eye. Uh, it looked like... That's getting almost, pretty close, that one. Yeah, the eyes almost look like... Uh, like they were mm-hmm. like like shark's eyes, like they could roll up to blink. Gotcha. Okay. And, and just so people know, we're sharing photo uh, drawings here back and forth, and the drawings are between uh, the witnesses here, Ray, Reef and Bill, and uh, then Alex is joining Alex in. To this group chat. What's that? You could probably add Alex to this group chat. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that. Um, I'll do that in the next segment here. And then the last picture here, the last two pictures, one of them is from a witness. Dis- witness- oh, someone's got the allergies. Uh, one of them is from a, a witness description named Edward Mong, who experienced something come in his room. That would be the blue picture that I sent you. And then the, uh, the last one is one that Alex did. So are there any similarities in the two pictures here that we sent you guys? Yeah, absolutely. That, that I see. Mm-hmm. absolutely the legs in the blue picture the mm-hmm. face especially the let me zoom in on it here mm-hmm. the bumps and you could see i put them on the back of the legs too 
right you know the hip bones they had uh-huh. these weird protrusions and again like you could see it there is like a not really a protrusion but almost like a ridge line where its forehead should be in my picture and then you compare that to the blue one and the other one how it's kind of domed mm-hmm. uh but there's also like a ridge line so that's well, almost there's absolutely a there's similar similarities in the length of the fingers there's similarities mm-hmm. yeah, in the hocked legs or the <laughs> cricket legs or similarities in uh, the cranial area, the crest mm-hmm. or the uh, watermelon <laughs> yeah, point. The, the, the back of yeah. the shoulders, too, the way it all kind of yeah. – and their skin almost – their bodies looked almost, you know, not muscular, almost cadaverous in a way, which is why I think everything stood out as much like and even in the picture you see it even though the skin looked like that rubbery kind of stretched out the actual frame of them gave the appearance of them being you know uh just ravenously hungry alex you uh i I, this is a really amazing drawing here this is only did you just draw this yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's so good uh, it uh, captures so (laughs) much creepiness um man i don't know well, if that's that close that to wasn't a creepy episode though that was a really nice uh what? encounter with those ones oh this is what you've seen yeah yeah okay yeah, got that, you okay those those were my uh my benevolent arcturians okay but man yeah. uh anybody else with a I, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you could totally take that in a creepy context. Without, you know. Is that yeah, going to be I, added to the uh, group pictures here, Toby? Or oh, I think I sent it to you. If you guys look at your uh, your pictures there, I've sent I've uh, sent you some pictures here recently too, Bill. Oh, let me, let me and see. Um, you know, it would be nice to be able to share these with the audience as well i don't know uh how you guys feel about that but we'll talk about it after the show because this is incredible i mean the idea right now is we're trying to give other people voices here that say oh my god i've seen the same thing and you know if we hadn't talked to these other vets here i mean one of the vets has sketched the blue entity for another vet and here i am on the phone bill with you a vet yeah and um you've experienced what all these what the other two vets uh, have experienced pretty much and so i think it's it's important to follow up on these leads uh, as well i think it's becoming more prevalent too um not Mm -hmm. just among veterans but i think again you know and i said this last time with shows like this people have more of an outlet and they feel even if it's under the condition of anonymity people feel more comfortable coming out and saying Mm -hmm. hey this is a bit mm-hmm. fucked, but this is what happened to me. So is that right. last picture the one that, that Alex yeah. drew? Yeah, he just whipped that out. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, that's the one I was saying looked like it looked mm-hmm. like it with the you know, the kind of cadaverous body and the mm-hmm. so yeah, it kinda eerie how all of them look so similar. Yeah, yeah. And just so you know here privately I've been messaging Edward Mong, uh, he was the uh, 82nd Airborne Paratrooper that uh, saw this when he was a kid and then had some st- has some stuff happening now still. Uh, so that episode's available. Yeah, and uh, anyway, so I was shooting this picture to Edward while you guys were talking to Alex. And um, 
he wrote back, the legs were very human-like, very skinny, like the picture both these guys did, like an insect, but more human. Body and head, though, very similar. So there's, a, there's some consistency going our way. Oh. Excellent. And, uh, and Reef, you're sending me here. Are these images of how the legs fold? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about with the way the legs okay. fold. Because I was hoping it wasn't a diagram of the human centipede, which uh, I I just (laughs) I can't take any references to that movie. (laughs) No, yeah, no, no, not going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, Um, from where it comes down and goes back up, the last bit is actually the foot that goes down the back and curls under. Uh, That's essentially just the foot, and they can stand up with that whole Mm -hmm. leg length, but they walk on the pad of their foot like that. Okay, I'm going to send that off to uh, Alex here while you're... Yeah, oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Very I can interesting. See the, I can see why you thought that, too. All right, so this is going to be a three-parter. And so stay tuned next Monday for part three of Don't F with Another Man's Ink with Reef, Bill, myself, and Alex as we, uh, we take a sharp right-hand turn here and get into the ins and outs of the morality of what these aliens are doing. Is there a morality discussion even to be had? I, I think there is. I, I think there's a code of ethics here that we all adhere to and they don't. So uh, really interesting responses from both of them. And I think they might be the more important questions. The descriptions are certainly really important for diagnosing the familiarity with it. I mean, Edwards creature, Alex's creature, uh, the creature that Reef and Bill have seen, all match. There's there's details, there's things askew, but man, there is a lot of similarities, extreme similarities, and these guys don't know one another. And oh, by the way, ladies, where are the witnesses with, uh, with your stories here? I would love to hear from uh, any females out there that have seen this as well, because this is not a male-driven phenomena at all, abductions. And so if uh, you're of any gender, get a hold of me regarding your information that you have about everything you just heard. However, part three will be coming to you uh, next week, and there will be more information for you to uh, attach yourself to and, and see what we can do with this. Again, Shoot me an email at strangebrowradio at gmail.com if you want to be on the show or just want to talk or just send me a random picture with no name. Heck, just make up an email that says uh, I'm anonymous.com or I'm anonymous at gmail.com and shoot me an image. Tell me your story. Um, I think along the way here we're going to get better questions to ask. We just don't even have the right questions to ask. So... Send me whatever you have regarding the phenomena you're experiencing. It doesn't have to be abduction-related or UFO-related or Bigfoot-related. I want to know about your weirdness. (laughs) And uh, you can do that. It's easy to do. StrangeBrowRadio at gmail.com. Or better yet, check out StrangeBrowRadio.com. It's got it all there. It's got the El Moon audiobook. It's got the merch page. Oh, by the way, it's winter. Lots of stuff on there, t-shirts, socks, stickers. I don't have COVID mask. I'm not going to do Strange Bell Radio COVID mask. It's just not in my heart to do it. But we do have hoodies, and it's raining cats and dogs, at least here. So check out uh, 
these really high quality hoodies with our logo on it. Buy yourself a size, one size bigger than you usually buy hoodies or shirts. I think they run a little bit small, but they're a high quality, bleep cotton blend. Very soft. All right, that's it for me. I will see you in the trees. Oh, <laughs> oh,